of the recording. <clears throat> you know what happened when you have a monkey curse. Your face will turn into the monkey. <laughs> that one, that's racist. <laughs> what okay. Is it recorded? Like yeah, it's recording now. <laughs> okay. Hey guys, uh, sorry. Uh, before I mean, before we jump into the main topic, can anybody tell me whether you know any Bomos? I need some recommendations. Thanks. For who? I know Bodo only la, you la, then Hong. <laughs> John, do not diss the power of Southeast Asian mystic arts. You know? No, I, I don't. I don't I don't diss it. I just I think I really like respect the power of coconuts. You <laughs> that you guy's have to, gay one. The gay one. You have to one. talk to Wayne and uh Kyle. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe I can ask them to record. Then after the Bomo is done, I leave a Yelp review for the Bomo. Did you say Reco? have such things? Yeah, Reco. Recommend uh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All the top bomos nowadays, they're all on uh, like, you know, Yelp Facebook, and shit. Right? Yeah. Why, why must be bomo? Why can't be like Chinese fortune teller or what? The tanki, tanki. The tanki, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. See, yeah, the thing yeah, is that magic, right, is stronger dependent on the part of the world that it is in. So now we have in Southeast Asia, we use Southeast Asian magic. It's like that only very simple. I feel like you can go to Golden Mall and then like go ask around. I've seen some like very dodgy shops there <laughs> selling weird things that they give me the creeps. I want a Bomo with like a high fidelity SEO website. Golden Mall will be all the Thai, all the Thai mediums. Uh. Okay lah, Southeast Asian ma. Uh, I, I could work with Thai Thai I can work with but the problem with the Thai ones is that they're not very malicious I'm looking for somebody who can actually you know cause like somebody to have like maggots in their scrotum or something like that well how I you know the Thai ones not malicious <laughs> like Thai Thai horror movies are always like fucking scary oh, yeah, well, Indonesian Bomo also malicious right oh can we start talking about it I'm having goosebumps right? okay <laughs> You're listening to Longkang Kitties. Welcome to another episode of Longkang Kitties. This is John Wang, your most handsome, non-rioting man ever on the face of the planet. We have the full crew back together. Dan Wong, the Bomo Seeker. Hey! What the fuck? Angie, welcome. Jerry, back together again. Um, Today, first topic of the day is... Our dear uh, China workers rioting down at uh, what's that fucking place called? Westside Jalang Tukang. Yeah. You and me talk about this. This is the one I mean, actually, have you guys seen the photos? It's it's quite bad. Uh. It really yeah, looks quite bad. bad. Uh. Gross, uh. <laughs> okay, for those. <laughs> <laughs> at least, at least we know Dan Wong can be racist to all races. Yeah, like he's an uh, equal Isn't opportunity like racist. Yeah. But, but can can I be racist if I'm ethnically Chinese though? Can right? Uh, can, yes, right? you can. Okay, okay, I guess you can. Anyways, on the thirteenth of October, right, a bunch of dormitory residents who live at the Westlake Jalan Tukang Dorm, they kind of gather on massa uh, to confront the dormitory's management because uh, of the very, very poor conditions uh, at the dormitory. La. So amongst which is actually just all the, you know, really bad living conditions, the shitty food that they are given and all that kind of shit. Mm. Right. So what happened was that there was a call for assistance from the dormitory 
And then the Singapore police force responded. And then instead of like sending down like a couple of people to like check out what's going on, right? Our SPF sent the freaking like riot police down. And the SOC and everything. Yeah, and like I'm looking at the pictures, right? And it's like just lines of police trucks, like police special operations command and then like some kind of like armored truck thing with a with a shovel in front. That, like that those things that are those things are meant to like push aside the zombies during the apocalypse, that kind of Yeah, I'm mm. like this bunch of people <laughs> are just complaining about their shitty meals and the fact that like they, they can't go to see the doctor regularly. And then we mm. have like a bunch of we we have like an entire contingent of armored police, okay? It's fucking ridiculous. So anyways yeah. It's not just that, right? Because they were not able to see a doctor after they were supposed to test every day or something for the do the ART test every day or something. And once they have positive result, they don't even have a, the ability to isolate. So they have to isolate by sleeping outside on the floor. Like literally, you know, the the dorm is not a place for them to stay anymore, you know. Once they ART positive, they actually come out to sleep on the floor. What was really funny, right, was our manpower minister, uh, Tan, Tan Si Ling, he was uh, giving a speech in parliament, if I'm not wrong, right? And he was telling the migrants, you know, giving his assurance to them. And then he called them like brothers, you know, don't worry, you're going to like receive appropriate medical care. A couple of, I think there was one foreign worker who responded and he, what he said, and I quote him, is that minister of manpower, Tan Si Ling, please do not call us your brothers. If we are truly your brothers, why do you surround us with riot squad and policemen? Do you not know that the food we eat is infested with worm flies and maggots? Do you not know that the coveted and the non-coveted are all huddled together in the same room waiting to get infected and maybe die if help does not arrive in time? I think from, so anyways, the, from the get-go, right, the, the treatment of the workers in the dormitory, even from the very start, right, at the, at the height of our COVID infection, was just fucking abysmal. Mm. Just straight but up. Even now, they can't go out, right? They are still restricted. Yes. I, um, well, I don't know the precise details, but I know that they... Like, for the dormitories, the rules are constantly shifting and updating. It's quite difficult for mm. uh, for us to fully uh, be aware of, like, what exactly is going on. But I can tell you that Essentially, they, they are very restricted in a lot of things. Uh, sometimes it's not just, for example, going out. Uh, within their own dormitory, how they handle things as well, it's, it's, quite, it's quite crazy. La. It's just fucking upset. It's been about almost two years now, right, since the start of COVID. And they, they are the ones who have been really getting the worst of all our COVID measures, uh, like the foreign workers who are living in the dormitories. The guy who wrote the response to Tan- Mr. Tan Si Ling. I'm going to try to pronounce his name and who I don't butcher it, who is Mr. Amra Kajona Zakir. He said, mm. this is one one part of his his statement, right? He said, Minister, we are not your brothers. We are only your work slaves. And I think that's that's a really good way of say, like stating how, how they've been treated like, in Singapore. How little rights they have. And it's fucking abysmal and himself. It's it's also like really funny how the elites try to be relatable by calling brother. us brothers. Uh, you know, and I'm really your brother. 
Oh, you know, we are, we are, I'm here to assure you things are, things will be better, whatever, whatever, but... We are exactly the same and I can totally relate to your, you know, like, shitty dormitory conditions even though I earn, like, over a hundred thousand dollars, I don't know. Yeah, drives, <laughs> a, drives around in, in their fucking BMW that doesn't signal we're and... Totally brothers, man. Yeah, we're just, we're just such on, we're just on such same level, guys. <laughs> Come on, please. I know, I know your plight. <laughs> hey, I thought the PAP ministers have been taking uh, these PR lessons. Where's this guy's PR lesson? Maybe it's the PR person who tell them to call them brother. He's like, you know, it's more relatable, sir. <laughs> this will give you a 8.5% increase in approval ratings among dormitory workers from age 24 to 35. <laughs> They'll feel like you're so relatable and, you know, like you're on their side if you call them brother, even though your treatment of them is like completely shit. But so do you think the guy's okay. fired? What guy's fired? Mr. Tan. See you no, later. No, of course he won't <laughs> be. Guy. La. The PR guy. La. Mr. Zakir. No, the no, PR guy. But honestly speaking, like, X falls on MOM because MOM is the one who comes out with all these ratings and whatnot so that we can kind of pass on this ruling down to the ground level, right? But on the ground level, it's also very abysmal. Uh, like, it's almost like the MOM passed down all these rulings and then on ground level the these corporations that are hiring these people they don't do shit and they really do very very minimal to take care of these uh these workers i'm not really sure what can be done you find them so what i if think you... the the first step is to just have our uh dependence on foreign workers very very much reduced by some means like i don't know how we're gonna by the way all, all of us are gonna pay for it if our foreign worker the total quantity of foreign workers drops significantly. I mean, we'll, dude, we like, pay, people, we'll are pay already, for people are already paying for it. Like, in the construction, in the, like, interior uh, interior renovations, right, like, where the the lack of foreign workers is severely felt. Like, when you're doing your renovations right now, like, it is, it takes a lot longer. You pay a lot more for basic services like plumbing or carpentry work. It's fucking crazy. Yeah. And people are the, complaining. They're like, oh my god, you know, like, why is it so expensive? Like, dude. But Bopin, I mean, it, I mean, when you kind of depend on the slave class of labor, this, yep. and the the issue here is that the in order for us to keep our cost low, we have to pay people less. Uh, labor is the, is always the greatest cost, right, in any corporation, in any, gov- in any company structure, pay structure. And for us, we bring in all these foreign labors. We pay them a very uh, minimum amount of salary, usually like six hundred, eight hundred, maybe a thousand dollars. Of course, a portion of it. I mean, not say a portion. Ah, there's a huge sum that goes to the government in terms of foreign worker levy. Mm. But then, the the rest of the cost, right, is supposed to be offset by you taking care of them. You take care of their accommodation. You take care of their food. That is supposed to be. So that they don't spend, they don't spend what meager uh, salary they have on getting expensive rentals and buying expensive food, right? Mm. So that's what is supposed to happen. It's supposed to take care of that. But of course, the the corporations they skim on that. They just give them shit food. They 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 press the caterers until you know you want to you want to supply my big contract, right? Then you better give me a lower price. You mm-hmm. cut your price down as much as possible. Then of course the caterers are just gonna be like. Fuck it lah, well, we already got to do so much. Just anyhow lah, you, then, you, then, you, then you scheme on us. Of course, we're not going to give you the best quality. Or why mm-hmm. would I take the time to go and wash the vegetables and 
make sure that you get insect-free food. That's not going to fucking happen. <sighs> Greedy people. I, I think it's just fucking tragic. And, and the other thing is just the fact that we've been talking about mental health so much and how like Singaporeans' mental health has gone down the fucking drain over the course of the COVID um, pandemic. And we are still, in a way, having quite a bit of freedom, like meaning you can still go out if you want to, maybe in mm-hmm. smaller groups. You can't, you know, you can't just hang out with your friends in big groups anymore. But But these people have been stuck in like, shitty condition and squashed in like rooms where they have to face other foreign workers all day every day and the only way they can go out is to go to work and we're not doing anything about their mental health we're not <laughs> we're no, not they, attacking they their will, physical no, health I'm, I'm sure they have not. given them a brochure or pamphlet or call something call this number <laughs> if yeah. you need to talk <laughs> So wasn't there uh, news that in the next Deepavali only like 3,000 per week or something can go down to Little India? I, I have no idea. I, there, I, there I, was... didn't, I didn't read this news. Do you want to okay. explain more? Wait, let me uh, let me find. Well, well, Jerry is finding, right? Would it be like very interesting? Would it be an interesting movie to watch if let's say one of the foreign workers, right? Like a very pretty girl and then she like finds like dragons and shit like little egg dragons and then they, she leads the foreign workers in rebellion against the big corporations and then and then the dragons will burn the the supervisor alive and then the foreign workers will riot against Singaporeans. What do you think about that? That's like such a power fantasy movie. It is it is at the same time very insensitive and tragic. <laughs> that sounds okay. Fucking ridiculous, by the way. Okay, but the girl is damn hot. Like, like eleven out of ten. Do you, okay, do you think? The I, okay, then I approve. I approve. That's, cool. That's fucking cool. And, and, and she can get a bit naked, but the soft core naked, not the hard core naked. That's fucking cool. Okay, fantastic. Yeah. So from October thirty, as many as three thousand vaccinated migrant workers, up to up from the existing cap of five hundred, will be allowed to visit Little India and Geylang Sarai every week, for up to eight hours per visit. Oh, so wow. it's damn sad that it's like yeah. some quota shit, right? Yeah. Oh, and you th- know, this... hey, numbers, uh, foreign worker number one to three thousand. Please step forward. Show me your ID. Okay, you may now step out and go to Little India for eight hours. Ah, uh. y'all don't come back later. You come back late, I'll hunt you. Bastard. It's like Jesus. yeah, you know. It's like I mean, okay, sure. They were saying it's up from an existing cap of five hundred, but still, it's fucking dehumanizing, lah. <sighs> and also the other thing, right? So these are the this particular incident mostly is the China workers. And mm. quite frankly, right, their dorms are shit as well. Their dorms are fucking unhygienic. So mm. remember when at when the COVID case first hit and it was mainly the Bangla mm. workers and the all those motherfuckers they're saying, Oh, I you know these Banglas are unhygienic, right? It's not the people that's unhygienic, it's the fucking dormitory. The dormitory yeah. is not giving them the tools right to go and clean up their fucking places. Mm. They're not providing the cleaning services. It's not about the people. It's about the fucking the the vendors, the dormitory vendors. No, I'm just gonna. I was just gonna say that it's not just like not having the tools, but in general, human beings are unhygienic. You know, like you mm-hmm. squash like six people in a tiny room. They are gonna have like make messes because they they might eat in the room. They might like I don't know change clothes and that accumulates. It, I mean, just... honestly, honestly speaking, you go to BMT, you know, you know, you you cram like. 13, 14 guys in one room. If not for the fact that there's a sergeant making you clean your room every morning, it's just going to be a pigsty. 
Yeah, yeah not man. to mention that these are gross. people who go outdoors all day and then like yeah. probably work under the hot sun. Do you think they still have the energy and like and mental lucidity to like freaking clean up a, a place? It's, also, yeah. if I'm not wrong, right? Say for example, the the rooms are not like oh, this is a four packs room. Rather, it's like this: you you get this space and then you can put between eight to sixteen people. So I think they have like um revised the max number of people per per square feet or some shit. Like yeah, af- after the big cases, like after the yeah. you know multiple Initial, cases of like, COVID last year. But otherwise, before that, before this, all these things hit, it was, you can squeeze however many you want into this space, you do it, and you're just paying that same amount for double the people. Of course, you squeeze in as much as you can now, right? <laughs> it's it's <laughs> just a very difficult topic to talk about. Yep. Yep. I mean, and the thing is, I, I don't know when the fuck the government is going to let up on, on their restrictions for foreign workers because, I mean, it's been around two years almost. Uh, they have not lightened up on any of the restrictions pretty much. And honestly, there's really no reason not to. I mean, people are just catching COVID like really nearly anyways, right? And then you open up like the VTLs with other countries. Makes a lot of sense. <laughs> that's, uh, that's another... That's another uh, topic. That's another <laughs> can of worms, yo. Yeah. yeah, yeah oh okay. my god. I thought you said you don't want to talk about it. Oh, no, 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 no. That was just like an accident. That was an how, accident. How about, how, about go, how about we move like straight into <laughs> all, the, all the stabilization thing again? No, 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 no. no. Let's skip that right over. You can have the discussion without me. Okay. Well, uh, speaking of foreign workers and uh, intervening on their behalf, Jolivan Wham is in hot fucking water again. Oh, because Jolivan Wham is an activist for... Yeah, he's a, he works yeah. as a NGO for foreign yeah, workers, yeah. right? See, what a great segue, guys. Oh my goodness. I'm so proud of myself. Tangentially related. I, mm, I give you a 6.5 out of 10. <laughs> I give myself 9 out of 10, but you know... <laughs> just an, I'm just an opinion, man. <laughs> <laughs> So, so it, it wasn't just Jolivan Wham, right? It was a number of other people. Jolivan Wham and I believe nine other people got warnings, right? Yeah, from... so the nine people are like the Lim Tian, ex-editor of TOC, Andrew Lowe, journalists uh, Kirsten Han and Julie O'Connor, filmmakers Martin C and Lin Lee, researcher Kokila Anamalai, and then the Facebook page Wake Up Singapore. So basically what happened was that I think they re- reshared a article published by the mothership and then they could not. Well, that could have easily been the, near. However, honest. however, for for the for the rest of them, right, for the rest of the people who cannot the Pothma, right, they all issued a correction and the apology. Yeah. All except for our dear friend Jolivan Webb. <laughs> He's just like, nah, it'll be fine. <laughs> yeah, basically the MHA instructed the Pothma office, right, to issue like a targeted correction. So what Jolivan Wem needed to do was to use Twitter to alert users who had seen his tweet that it contains false claims about our home affairs and law minister K. Shamugam, our very favourite minister. So what Jolivan actually tweeted, right? And I'm quoting him, okay? I'm quoting him. I'm not saying that, like, I agree with him. But basically, Jolivan Wem just had this quote, rule of law is a concept for lawyers, but it doesn't operate in the real world. 
and then K. Shamugam, Law Minister. And he's basically just quoting K. Shamugam. Supposedly quoting K. Shamugam. Supposedly quoting K. Shamugam. Okay. So, yeah. I actually have gone through the video oh. watching K. Shamugam give that speech oh. uh, in Parliament. What did you find what, out? So, what he said, right? Okay. He, he said those things, but in it's separated by a comma and something else. So, the, what, he's, what he's trying to express, right, is that rule of law is important in Singapore. Unlike some other country where they pay lip service to upholding the rule of law, the rules are only applicable f- uh, for the lawyers or something. Uh, what, what, was the, what was the quote again? But it doesn't operate in the real uh, world. It doesn't operate in the real world. He was trying to describe right, other nations where supposedly they... They talk only la. They say, yeah, I know it's very, very important, but uh, it doesn't, it doesn't apply to to so called ground level people, and it's just a plaything for the rich and the elite to get to get their way in life. So basically, he was saying this um during a ten hour debate on the FICA Act la, Basically, yeah. I mean, right? imagine right if I say I love to suck dicks and I am a I am a butt pirate, but. So Dan Wong says, oh, you know, John Wong, you know, he, he loves to do these things. But actually, yeah, what I actually said was, Dan Wong is the one that likes to do all these things. <laughs> then he just completely misquote me. And, uh, yeah, basically, that's the, that's the scenario uh, that's, that's, being, that's happening. So unfortunately for Jolivan, as much as I respect and love him, I have to say that he kind of dropped the ball on this one. Uh. But I think because he quoted Mothership, and it's possible that he just didn't follow up and look listen the, to the whole entire yeah, thing. Listen to the, which is <clears throat> also fair because, I mean, all fucking parliament sessions are like 10 hours long. The only reason that I managed to get through it, right, is because somebody did me the favor of clipping it into like a two-minute clip. So I'm, it's possible that this two-minute clip didn't exist at the time. And so, yeah, Jolivan just kind of got the short end of the stick in that, in that respect. Yeah, it, it's almost like you play musical chairs, right? And then he didn't pay attention and then everyone sat down on the chair and then he's the one setting up. So he got hammered off. So I think like the really interesting thing here is the fact that even just resharing, I mean, of course, Yong Zahian has already proved that to us that resharing an article in Singapore can get you sued, right? But it's just really interesting how like much more you can be implicated just by resharing and quoting whatever's mm. within the article can get you into trouble. I guess that, for me, is the crux of the issue. La. How many people have reshared it? These nine people who are PSP, politically sensitive people or persons, are just the people who can basically. But the... Pretty okay, much. The actual logistics of it, right? The actual logistics and the function of the law is what I have a lot of uh, grievances with now. I think three hours is just way too short for yeah. anybody to respond to. So I mean, for, if let's right. say Jolivan is like at a fucking massage parlor, right? And he's getting like a one and a half hour massage. He's not going to be looking at his phone, right? So Yeah, so basically you only have a legally mandated three hours to apologize and correct your post. Eh? And like, imagine if you didn't even see the email or whatever the fuck they sent you. Oh, yeah, that happens. I've missed emails from students before. <laughs> I mean, yeah, yeah, stop procrastinate. Don't click on it. Even most legal kind of matters they still give you like 24 hours to respond and whatnot, right so yeah it's just really unfair basically 
And of course, when it when it comes to like targeting one of our dear minister, even as amazing and as wonderful as K Mashamugam is, <laughs> the the moment it targets him, right, then it's just like, oh man, fuck, all fuck, guns we better, amazing. We better fucking get on the ball on this one. But I mean, we for sure, uh, this is not like the top. I'm I'm fairly certain when they craft up of Ma, right? Okay, I'm giving the maximum amount of doubt, benefit of doubt for the PAP people. I'm giving them the maximum leeway to say that they did not craft this law right with the intention of shielding their their politicians from defamation. Uh. That is not the purpose of this law. It's supposed to prevent the spread of like false information and whatnot, right? I mean as bad as what they as as bad as the misquote is, right? Surely this is not the top priority for our Singaporean PAP government, correct or not? Uh clearly it is. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> How do we really know what's their top priority? Some, some I mean, of the, the people online, right? These, these, these guys that I've been reading, they say in other countries, whenever somebody is misquoted in such a fashion, the minister re-releases a statement saying, okay, you guys are wrong. This is actually what I said. You know, so the, the onus is on the minister to say that you guys misquoted me, not on, um, not on other people to apologize. Uh. Actually, uh, in most cases, right, you either go through like a defamation case or what. So there is like a process for you to address your grievances. And in this particular case, right, frankly speaking, yeah, it's, a, it's misquoting, but what is the what is the precise harm in the misquote? I think what is even like fucking funnier is the fact that, you know, we've got like 65-year-old women, people who are hospitalized after taking like a dose of ivermectin, right? Like she freaking like overdose on, on this medication based on stupid fake news advice from church people. And these church people are not like gonna pop ma. They've been spreading all this kind of stupid well, rubbish they, all over well, what they, they group. They, I mean, they did mention they are thinking about issuing pop ma for ivermectin. Hello friends, this is a quick PSA. MOH did indeed issue the pop ma against Truth Warriors, which is the website that was promoting ivermectin. The update came literally hours after we finished recording the episode, and that's why we did not include it in here. Thank you very much. Oh, by the way, it's four doses. What is she four took, doses? She took four doses, not one dose. Right. Oh my god, I just can't, I just like fake news. <laughs> if she have taken five doses, right, the number of four hits that Shamugan have, then I bet they will immediately get on it, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> Pop I ma. think it's just fucking it's, it's really it's, it's here to protect the people guys Shamugam is one of us he's our brother okay so <laughs> we need to protect him and, mm-hmm. and all of his foreheads and you know to, this is to keep Singaporeans safe guys don't you understand mm-hmm. oh my goodness mm-hmm. you're not patriotic totally. at all mm. John, agree. let me ask you a question that will cause you great grief are you being sarcastic or being entirely honest I'm being entirely honest bro what, what <laughs> Dude, you we love the PAP here we love the, the PAP yeah what are you what doing what the hell are you talking about <laughs> I'm trying why are you casting doubt yeah I'm pop my you the ISD agent steps in already <laughs> not if I pop my you first I'll pop my the whole <laughs> lot of you <laughs> just pop my life pop my tree <laughs> you cannot pop my an opinion we love the PAP is an opinion <laughs> It's not a statement of fact. You, on the other hand, then Wong, you blasphemous motherfucker, okay? <laughs> trying to cast asper- trying to cast aspersions on my on my faith in the PAP, right? Wow, 
This is okay, guys. I I think what really happened, right? Because the parliament session was dragging on too long, you know, and poor Minister Shanmugam was working so hard for our sakes, right? He just, you know, slipped up on the word and, and he, he he wasn't as eloquent as he was, you know, 100% of the time. <gasps> Guys, people Blast make mistakes. Me. Oh my God. <laughs> Shanmugam does not make mistakes. Yeah, Shanmugam what are you mistake. talking about? Whatever mistake he he is about to make, right? Six months ago, he corrected it. Dude, okay? like, <laughs> yeah, it's true. Other people's mistakes. That's true. Okay, how dare you, Dan Wong? <laughs> Terrible. You're you're gonna go like, don't don't drop the soap in jail, Dan Wong. Go to yeah. Go to PAP jail. Do you guys really want to see me go to PAP jail that badly? Yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> no hesitation. <laughs> <laughs> but we're just you know, surprised that it hasn't happened already I mean there is a there is a danger that if Dan Wong goes into jails with all these other rebels and radicals right that he will further radicalize them uh, with his story of dragon riding hot girls and power fantasy power struggle fantasy between the oppressed and the oppressor that we might actually have a real insurrection on our hands so, yeah. I know it would be really funny like it's like you go in right and then they were just normal like thieves and you know murderers and whatnot, right and then he goes in radicalizes them and become to po- become political like, <laughs> just, just normal thieves <laughs> and murderers <laughs> <laughs> that, well they've become something so much worse than activists yeah, oh my exactly. god <laughs> they become in the cult of Dan Wong like, it is not 99 virgins you will get after you die it is 99 virgins you will get now Women, children, all belong to you. And it is in your right, it is your destiny. It is all yours for you to take. If you would just follow me, you have nothing to lose but your chains. So are you. Did, did, I, did I crack? Did I? No, that was great. Like, I thought yeah, that was great. If murderer me were in jail and I listened to Dan Wong's rousing speech, I would be like, yeah, I'm going to follow this dude, man. You know, like, I think, like, the, the greatest threat to Singapore is actually just activists. So, not murderers or, like, you know, serial killers or anything. What's worse than a murder weapon? A cardboard with a smiley face on it. <laughs> <laughs> Agreed. That is the biggest threat to mankind. Or even an empty cardboard. sprays above the head. We haven't tested that out yet. Because no, Dan, Dan has no balls. Then you can oh really God. go straight to PAP jail. <laughs> <laughs> can I can I ask Melinda to do this? Also? Oh, wow. <laughs> no. Be a man, Dan Wong. Toxic no, masculinity only. I'm, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna ask her to do it, man. Melinda, you hold this cardboard. Let's stand in front of the parliament building because our office is so close, right? I just stand on there. Okay, just wait here. If any policeman comes says that you will never take me alive, then, then I'll, I'll run away. <laughs> if you just do exactly what I said. Melinda is very cute. I don't think she'll do it. Yeah, I hope Melinda trusts like, in me wholeheartedly. You need to, Melinda, stop, if you you need to, to stop this, your dependence on slave labor, then Wong, you motherfucker. <laughs> Melinda, if you're listening to this, please, your trust in uh in faith in Dan Wong is very misplaced. <laughs> Okay, talking about toxic workplaces. Night Owl Cinematics, guys. <laughs> Fuck off! Hey, don't ever compare me to NLC, okay? That is a great <laughs> Angie, give my segue a score. 
out of 10. Uh, I would say that that was an 11 out of 10. Like, yeah, yeah. Thank thank you agree, well. agree, 11. Hot, hot dragon riding girl that Dan right. was talking about. Yeah, I give my staff seven days leave a year, okay? Seven days leave. Legally, isn't it 14? No, it's seven minimum. But how long have your staff been working for you? Uh, the, the turnover rate is quite high, so I'm not quite sure. <laughs> <laughs> I, I go like, hello, uh, hi, did has you just been, do this? Wait, is it, is it yeah. less than a year or more than a year? Uh, I, none of my staff has ever lasted a year with me. Okay. So yeah, yeah. Usually usually at about six months I start showing them my dick and then for some reason they just run away or call the police. I don't know why also. Do you even oh. remember their names then long? Like or do you say hey you yeah, yeah. Hey, You know girl. how Bo- Boba Fett names his things slave A, slave B, slave C. That's exactly what I do. I know somebody who like I mean no, I don't know somebody. I know somebody who knows somebody who like calls her assistant like Jane. Every assistant is just Jane or like some other <laughs> name. <It> just doesn't <laughs> bother to care. I want to be that rich that I can be so completely terrible mm, same here, to same other here. people. Alright. So, uh, initially, we were not going to cover the NOC drama. I think at the start, right, I don't know about you guys, but for me, to me, it just felt like very petty nonsense. Lah. However, with the end the silence block spot, right, and it dropped a huge fucking bombshell, okay, it's a... Uh, this kind of, this kind of like put the nail in the coffin for Sylvia, I believe. And I know the three of you guys haven't really read up about it, so I'll just give you the the highlights, okay? And we will go through some of the more urgent points. So right off the bat, in terms of the toxicity in the workplace, and you know how I fucking hate this word toxicity, even though I use it a lot. But I, I love always the song. Be- I believe, oh, I love that song too. But initially, right, I just thought that. It's a bit overblown, you know, the, the workers are just probably disgruntled and then uh, they're just complaining. But looking at the video evidence, right, it's very apparent that Sylvia doesn't care about anybody other than herself. This is a woman, right, that will persistently downplay all of the all of the troubles of the company and the staff and what they're facing. You guys, right, have you, like, what is the, what do you think, right, is the threshold for, like, a terrible boss in terms of not handling the the feelings of the of the employees well enough. Well, my threshold is very low. <laughs> my threshold is very. If you ask me the question, my threshold is very low. Cause I remember I quit my first job. Okay, so my company was the company I was working for has a very bad reputation in Singapore back in that time, and it was very difficult to hire people. So I managed to get a friend, a fresh grad, to come in, and. They fired her after about three and a half weeks to set an example for the rest of us. And the same the same day they fired her, I sent in my resignation letter. Damn. Yeah. Because it's like, dude, you yourself know that you're not having a great time in the in a employing employee market. People in Singapore within the 3D animation and special effects community are saying don't go work for them. So all the fresh grads of all the other various other schools are not going to work for you. And you've been putting out ads for workers for the longest time, yet you're not getting, you're getting a trickle of new applicants. So I managed to get someone in and then just because she was late one day, uh, uh, okay, it was a significant day because there was like a town hall and she was late. All right. So she was a bit blur. Lah, right. And then the woman, they say, oh, she came in late. Lah. Then fire her. Lah. She's supposed to be on time, but they never tell us these kind of things. They never told us that there's going to be a town hall the next day. So I'm like, you know what? Fuck this shit. I'm not going to work here anymore. <laughs> okay. 
Yeah, the interesting thing is she's now in America and she's working for Disney, so... Damn, that was even, even more toxic than your other bosses. <laughs> no, but still, you know... Oh, but, but she's no, not I'm working in Disney. I'm just joking, I'm just Actually, for Angie, have you, like, worked full-time before for other people? Uh, yes. <laughs> your yes I was is working. Uh-huh. I was working at an art gallery... And fuck, man, I tell you, that was, like, seriously damn fucking toxic. Okay. Uh, basically, our boss, she is a crazy bitch, and then she just... <laughs> she's, like, a really wealthy person, and I think she's been coddled her entire life by her entire family and, like, staff, lah, basically. And she just, like, have temper tantrums all over the place. Uh, she makes... <laughs> She makes people feel really bad, and then she oh, no. the way that she scold people are. Like, are you so fucking stupid? Yeah, that's oh, awesome. Oh dear. That's yeah, that's pretty toxic. Yeah. Yep. And then one. But yeah. oh, sorry, you uh, wanna go on? You wanna go on? Yeah, you go on. Go ahead. I wasn't super affected by her because I always found her temper tantrums really hilarious. <laughs> like I mean, you're a boss, and then you lose control like that, and it just doesn't seem very dignified, you know. And as an employee, I'm looking at you like with your face red and then screaming like a crazy banshee or whatever. And I'm just like, I'm not angered by her anger. I'm just amused internally. You were entertained. My colleagues, yeah, I was, very, I was very entertained. And I mean, I think generally I'm just not very affected by aggressive people. Maybe because I'm also very aggressive myself. Mm-hmm. But I know that my colleagues were having a really difficult time. Uh, and they were very subservient to her, uh, which was crazy to watch. Hmm. Hmm. you were saying? No, I don't have these kind of crazy experiences like you guys have. Like my full time employment was very normal, and I don't know. I I don't think I don't think people ever have issues with me because the moment the issue appears, then I will either like just leave law. Okay, if you don't have a problem, that means you are the problem. I, I just, <laughs> I'll just put it out that way, lah. Okay, okay, <laughs> likely, likely, likely. Considering what I make my apprentices do, I, I almost okay. killed James. You know, Angie. What? Oh my god, why? Yeah, because there was like this like dangerous thing on like the boom lift that I didn't really want to do. So I asked him to go and do it. And then he nearly died. Shucks. Yeah, but luckily he was wearing his harness. Con- that would have been on your non-existent conscience. <laughs> yeah. If it's non-existent, would it be on it? Hmm. I don't know how to use the boom lift. Whatever, man. I just don't want to handle so, like, like dangerous machinery. I guess the machinery. problem, right, is the fact that people who... So, so, for example, for me and probably Dan Wong, like, the fact that we feel like, okay, if I don't like it, I can just have fucking leave. Maybe that's why it's not a problem, that that we don't feel like we are obliged to stay. Mm, mm. So, like, maybe that's also why we are not super affected by shitty behavior from bosses. But, like, for people who don't have that option where you feel like, okay, this is... We're probably not going to get another job that pays as well or you know whatever have the same perks then the stress of staying and dealing with that sort of behavior might be might be a lot i guess i doubt like noc offers amazing perks uh. i think, mm, probably I think that maybe that one is more like prestige yeah, like, i assume just, people mm. who want to work there are people who are like influencers who want to be the up-and-coming new yeah, stars I, or whatever i think that's the case as well but mm, yeah. in the, i think in the case of noc I, I would say people shouldn't feel like bound to the jobs that they are doing. It's just a job. And if let's say the the employer right, is being such a piece of shit, you should seriously consider your options and of course put of course like don't be like Jerry, just like chuck in your resignation on the same day. <laughs> 
naturally try to plan out your your exit a little bit better. Uh, leave a professional like have a professional exit, and after that, you know, it, it looks better on yourself. It's a judgment of your character. I and think like it depends on like what field or profession you're in. So, for example, if you're in like accountancy or I don't know some kind of office job, leaving might be quite easy because you can there are more projects around. But let's say if you're in a say advertising or or even like in the influencer circle, once your you know your reputation is fucked up, and then someone big in the industry has it out for you, it can be very difficult for you to find new projects. Yeah, I mean, I've known okay. like a lot of like models or whatever who have offended people. But <laughs> this is a but this is an indictment on the media landscape in Singapore, right? Which is I mean, it that is it's so like, small. So, so when it first came out, right? Like, and then we all see the you know like what fuck face that she was using. A lot of us in the industry, we are like. Is that really bad? Like, cause this is normal. Yeah, I, I, yeah. <laughs> I look at it, I'm just like, I used to kana this shit all the fucking time as well when I was doing media. Yeah, uh, like in the design yeah. advertising industry, like, vulgarities is a co- like a given. So then... Yeah, then but it, it was the com- stuff, it was the stuff afterwards that was released in the blog, yeah, the yeah, blog correct. that really, because the, the, those things that were mentioned there could, could very well be breaking the law already. Might, That's a different I mean, thing like, entirely. These are like completely unsubstantiated for now. But then I was like vaguely reading about something about how she brokered like some sex with yes. an influencer for for some courier service. <laughs> yeah, like and I'm like, wow, that's a totally unsexy thing to have sex for. Hello everyone. This is the second and final PSA of the day. For this particular butter for sex claim, it has been basically completely debunked. And for the other claims, they're either still under investigation by the relevant authorities or have been debunked. Thank you. <laughs> I mean, no, no, it's like luxury bag or what? Okay, the, no, no, the girl okay. didn't know. The girl yeah, didn't the girl know didn't, she was, yeah. Yeah, I she know, was being I know, pimped but, out. Yeah. But I'm just saying that to be pimped out for logistics stuff, <laughs> it's just yeah, it's, really unsexy. No, but here, you, you, the thing is, the logistics stuff was for her to extend another business opportunity. Yeah, so exactly. it, to, to for Sylvia, it makes sense. I'm just saying that, like, if I were gonna be pimped out unknowingly by my boss, right, by my bitch boss, I would like to like have a bit more of you know prestige in the offerings, lah. Yeah, at least know? get like a million not, like, dollar logistic. deal or something like that, right? Not like yeah, or like you, at least not like paying yeah. off your vendor. That yeah, man. This this is paying out. This is not money coming in. You know? this is not like Watanabe like big fucking contract. Yeah. Then I pimped out my girls, right, in order to get this yeah. contract. This is like I just want to have free career. This is. Oh man, this guy delivered ice cream to me. I don't know what the fuck I'm I gonna do. Hey, Dan Wong, <laughs> do you feel like sucking dick? <laughs> well, if 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 it helps increase our listenership, I'll do a lot of things. <laughs> I mean, like I feel terrible about joking about this, and I feel sorry for the girl who gonna pimp out, But like, mm. but honestly, if this were true, and I'm saying that this is completely okay. yeah, it's unverified okay. right now. It's currently yeah, allegations. We don't know. Okay, yeah. Of all the things within the box block spot right this is the only thing where there isn't any hard evidence to substantiate the claim of yeah. course that being said right it's not likely that after they go through all the work to bring up all the evidence for all the other claims that they have they will purposely leave this one completely unsubstantiated leaving themselves open and vulnerable to lawsuit not likely but still possible so keep that in mind Basically, I like you know when when all the videos started leaking, and I was, I mean, at, at first I was really just uninterested in these people because I don't watch any of their stuff, and I don't intend to. But then, like all the really juicy shit started leaking, right? And I was like, wow, 
it's, it's not it's not it's not over yet you know at this time of uh, yeah. at this point of time in the podcast i think sylvia is going to go on to xiaxie's podcast and they're going to release a statement tonight which will only happen you know yeah, I think at we the I think at the moment it. I think at the <laughs> moment so at the time that we're recording they'll be releasing it I think later at midnight or something like that I don't, I, I can't remember mm. but um yeah I mean you we also I, I also only found out about it just before we record if I have known then maybe we could have pushed this a little bit further but we, you know we can always cover it again in the future who knows yeah yeah it's just I more content for us <laughs> thanks for the content creators for yeah. the content for us huh? Another thing that I'd like to cover, right, is the initial praising, right, and hero worship of the co-founder, Ryan Tan. Like, the the evidence that leaked out kind of painted him as a hero. I didn't buy it. I thought, if you're such a great guy, why did you allow all of this shit to happen to begin with? Anyway, it turns out, right, he's just as much of a piece of shit as uh, Sylvia. Lah. Um, I haven't really read up about it yet, but already he issued an apology for something. And basically... He's actually- yeah. Yes, he's actually pretty smart because he, like, issued a really good apology immediately. And then, right, in the apology, right, he was basically insinuating, like, the person who leaked his stuff was uh, Sylvia Lim. Yeah, I think uh, it's Sylvia Chan. Sylvia Chan, sorry. No, not Sylvia Lim. Lim. Oh my god, please cut Sy- that out. Cut Sylvia Lim, Sylvia Lim not, is an upstanding yes, member of society. Oh my god. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. What the fuck? No, because like Sylvia Chan's name is just not in my head. Like the only Sylvia I know is Sylvia Lim, right? Okay, like who gives a fuck about Sylvia Chan? I, I I will admit also, right, when I first started talking about this story on the Discord chat, I keep using the name Sylvia Lim as well. <laughs> yeah, because like who gives a shit about Sylvia Chan? Who like what is her contribution to the world? Really? Yeah, I, I don't know. Yeah, this Sylvia Lim is like just she has she's living rent free in my brain and she's uh permeating and uh infect, infecting Every one of my statements. I can't even get this statement out correctly. What the fuck? Thanks, Sylvia Lim. <laughs> Thank you for your service to the country. We really appreciate you. But yeah, anyway. Anyways. In any of this story that leaked out, right? Please, guys, don't ever like worship any one person. They are, as far mm. as I'm concerned, everybody at NOC is a piece of shit. I'll be frank as well. Like one of the things that crossed my mind, right? If anybody, if let's say I was a media company boss and I see anybody with NOC on their resume in the near future I am not going to hire this person because if they read on their boss once they'll read on me again and I think <laughs> that's kind of the conundrum of this whole thing right the the, the cancel like in, a, in an attempt to cancel their boss or to cancel their the company that they work for they have kind of painted themselves in a in a specific light which quite frankly is a bit unflattering I think so like are you saying myself? you will never marry a divorced woman Yes. What? <laughs> what? How does that like, like? Yeah, because it's, it's the same saying? thing, right? But, the okay, same thing. but okay. When Why is it let's the same let's, thing? let's 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 be let's be fair. If a if a woman right knows that I'm divorced and she doesn't want to marry me, I think that's perfectly legit as well. No, but I don't understand the link between like a. Yeah, my, this guy's this guy's talk is oh okay. <laughs> I think right. This is in this particular case. There are kind of like two aspects to it. One is the toxic work culture and the second part is the, the legality of things, right? So the pimping out and then the using of funds to get her brother the PR status. So those are more the legal aspect of things. There are relevant authorities to handle such matters. It's definitely not us, by the way. They are, they are putting all of this out as airing their dirty laundry. And 
the in terms of the toxic work culture thing, right? I'm not sure what we can do other than to put pressure on Sylvia to quit her own company. Now, if let's say you are a boss, right? Okay, and you're not the you're not the saint of the industry, but you're okay. You're you're like Dan Wong. Like I just get my guys to go up the boom arm and almost kill himself, or I get my slave to hold up blank cardboard signs <coughs> for political purposes. It, but at the same time, right, it's like I'm not that I'm not great, but I'm not that bad either. Do I want to hire all these people, put them onto my ship, and then after that run the risk, right, of them once again, you know, turning this molehill into a mountain? I'm not so sure I want to do that. Mm, yeah, I mean, I understand where you're coming from because if these people who have worked in this environment feel that, hey, there is a injustice injustice in, in our workplace, we have to do something about it, and this is the first course of action that they take. And well, maybe not the first course, but yeah, even if it's not the first course, right, it's still an action that they took. But I would, I think you're just being delusional in the fact that you think only NOC employees will do this. Like, I think this is becoming more and more a common culture now. Like, NOC is not the only company that has had people coming out and then spilling the shit lah. And I think like, <laughs> as we progress... <laughs> oh yeah, books actually. I mean, as we well, progress and, the, least- and, that, and social media gets more and more influential... This is gonna happen more and more. Right? At least, and, at least and, for books, actually, for books, actually, shit, what's her name? She didn't Natalie hide behind. Nicole. Yeah, she really? never. She she didn't hide behind anything. She came out with Rice Media and she said every damn thing, you know, with her face. She didn't hide behind a blog. She didn't hide behind anonymous or whatever. It was. Yeah, but like there is like a difference in power, right? Between ex-wife plus partner in the company and then versus employees. I guess, I guess. Anyway, I'm just telling you guys, right, from an employer's point of view, you're never going to get, you're never going to know, right, what you're going to get from an employee. You don't know if this person is going to be loyal or not. But from the get-go, right, I can tell you right off the bat, the people at NOC have demonstrated their disloyalty and in in an attempt to cancel the NOC, right, they have canceled themselves. That's what I think. I'll be honest with you, I'm a bit confused. What do you mean by disloyal? Uh, exactly. Like, why yeah. do you need to be I only care if an employee comes to work, does the task that's assigned to, does it well, does it on time, then can pangkang. I, I don't need any loyalty. Uh. <laughs> uh, there's to be integrity, definitely. Integrity meaning you say you will do means you will do. But loyalty to me, no, I don't need anybody to loyalty. I mean, you, you, yeah. you say that now, but once you have someone who is disloyal to you, then you understand like the pain of being betrayed. Which is, I think, what Sylvia is, like, experiencing now. And it's not something that is... I okay, think, as, like, as, the... as bad as she is, right? Okay, let's just put aside the fact that she's just an awful human being and probably deserves to get betrayed. The problem is, demonstrating that you are willing to betray an employer, right, is, a, is something that kind of, like, stains, like stains yourself. Like. And I think that's... For me, it's more of a question of what do we what actually is supposed to be the recourse? I don't I don't blame the, the staff from for doing this. I'm sure they have no other option. But at the same time this can't be the best option. Because it, it just doesn't it nobody wins. Like but, honestly, like I completely disagree with you. Uh anytime, right, like you're I and I think this is what really gets me the most is the fact that, you know, like people like Sylvia Chan or like people like D. Kosh, right, <laughs> who are on social media and have seen people get cancelled 
time and again are stupid enough to like you know have have it have all their crimes in recording like in black and white on on like whatsapp or you know in video or like the shitty all the shitty things that you want to say to your employees right not even your relatives your employees it's all recorded so like do you never expect these things to happen and if you don't write you're a complete fucking idiot let's look at it another way so let's say for example right that you are having an interaction with just somebody it doesn't matter who right it doesn't matter what the power relation is you can treat it as a neutral person if this person right suddenly took out their phone and start recording you, you will immediately feel like a sense of like what the fuck is this guy doing? And it's not to say that oh you know like you like if you did nothing wrong that you're nothing to be afraid of. There's still the the sense right that you want your privacy to be respected and there's still the sense you don't want dirty laundry to be aired. So that's what I think I'm... holding on to that is just going to make trouble for like yourself. Uh, I mean if you are an employer and you expect people to hold themselves to such sort of uh, conduct right like they would respect your privacy especially when you have trespassed against their their well-being like okay. I think you're just an idiot la. I would say I would say if you are not a shitty boss and your employee finds ways and means to fuck with you then there's a there's a problem but if but you're a shitty boss like what is a what is a shitty boss like that's, the the, sh- that's that's like become if there's a shitty boss right then is there a shitty employee Yes, and there's a whole shitty employee. So, yes. So at the same time, right, it's like once again it becomes this whole thing where is there a better way of doing it? Is there a better way of like settling this uh, yes, abysmal I situation? Yes, I tell you, it is not mm-hmm. to be a shitty person. There you go. You'll never well, get cancelled. Good fucking <laughs> luck with that, NG. Okay, you <laughs> try being a non-shitty person, then another you come and tell us about it. You okay? <laughs> I would is, say this is why I don't have interns. Yeah, actually, this is also the same reason why I don't have interns. And, and G and Jerry, my uh, because they yeah. pay me. I, I trust the both of you to be nice to your interns, actually, more so than myself, really. No, no, you know why? Because, like, I really don't know how you handle it. So, when my when my students ask me, hey, uh, Cher, you want to hire interns and we're on the way to internship already. No, no, I'm not going to hire you guys. And they're like, why? Because I'm very nice to you guys in class because I'm because paid. Because you're paid, exactly. If, yeah. I'm not if I'm the one paying you you think I'll be nice to you if you fuck up yeah, it's which different is, which is kind of my point exactly I think it's it's difficult to manage people and it's you, you're not always going to be perfect it, it's I mean you guys can say yeah I don't want to hire people I don't want to hire anybody that's your choice but there, are, there will come a time right where in order to expand your business or in order to accumulate more wealth you kind of need to take the risk and to say okay I'm going to hire somebody now given that at that point in time you have limited number of resources. You have limited number of funds. There's only a some number of people that you can hire. You're going to hire applicant A or applicant B. Applicant B has worked for NOC before. Applicant A has not. Who are you going to hire? Now, that becomes a difficult choice. And I'm saying for most people, maybe not for you, for most people, they look at it. You worked for NOC before. You probably betray your former employer. I'm not going to fucking hire you. That's Actually, no. Like, what I'm going to think if someone from NOC is going to like apply, I will look at them. The both. A and B's quality of work and then I'll, I'll probably think that anyone who has lived through NOC's shitty toxic workplace working until 4am in the morning will probably <laughs> be really thankful like working with me Can, so no you know when you start to hire people <laughs> and then you you, you you adopt that mindset then after that I will, I will take you seriously but uh, before honestly, that like, before in that, our right, industry I'm, the only I'm thing that matters saying... is your quality of work I don't, think I don't care how your character I, is no that is the, totally not the case <laughs> 
that is totally, you know you know ng that is not true but okay never mind i digress I I'll just say why, you know, and recently I've been reminded again why I'll not be a good boss. Uh, <laughs> so a couple of weeks ago, I was working with one of our mutual friends, Ben Quack. And uh, during oh, the... Oh, no, 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 <laughs> because you know why? Because it is a positive thing. It's a positive thing. Oh, so oh, I have to, okay. I have to oh, praise yes. him. Ben is okay, good. so Ben is good as a boss because Ben can look at the big picture, right? I cannot. And when I was on my way home and I reminded myself, yeah, this is the reason why I cannot be a boss. So what happened was, during the day when I went to help them, they were already working for two days on a warm mural at uh, one of the clients. So what happened was, on the end of the Saturday, which I went down to work, one of the supervisors came up and said, hey, uh, you know that Indian Bangla supervisor that was helping you guys out with the doors and everything? Uh, he got ART positive just, like, just hours ago. So they have to come in to deep clean and we have to postpone our work and everything, right? And the most important thing is Walawe. So Ben basically was saying, Walawe, we were talking to him for like three days in a row, man. Are we going to all get it? So he was actually calling all the guys who've been who've been in uh, last few days, telling them, go back, isolate yourself, do this, do that, do this, do that. And then the only thing I can think of, right, is like, ah, fuck eh. Actually, since you know, it's tomorrow, right? And then if we all do already, might as well just go and finish it tomorrow, right? So, so he scold me, you know, he's like, hey, bloody hell, there's a chance you might get COVID from this guy and you're still thinking of finishing the work tomorrow. What the fuck, man? Just go back and isolate yourself. You know why not? Ben is very nice. Yeah. Because Ben has kids and he's got a wife and a mother at home. Uh, No, no, it's the same for me, Right? It's the same for all the other guys who went to help, but the, the fact of the matter is he's thinking the big picture. It's like, hey, this is more important than finishing the job. We can finish the job another day, no problem. And not to mention all the fines that you'll get if you continue on. Yeah, exactly. That's that's also <laughs> the other thing. So if, if I were the boss, I'd be like, no, come back tomorrow. <laughs> Let's finish this shit up. You're the one who's going to get like, slapped with a giant fine and then lose this all is... the money on, on the project. I'll get uh, definitely get exposed like Sylvia Chan. <laughs> Toxic right. boss. To- um, my boss forced me to go back to work even though we gonna expose. Is that a magical moment? Um <laughs> yeah, this podcast gone on long enough. Then Wong. Do you have a magical moment for us? If not, I have one. Oh yeah, oh, yeah you have one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. So after the Sylvia Chan incident, right, everyone <laughs> is like, hey, Malaysia, you can take back this one. <laughs> okay. <laughs> So, <laughs> okay, I think I know where this is going. <laughs> so, oh, what do you mean? What, what, what? Malaysia? What do you mean, Malaysia? I don't get it. She's, she's Malaysian, Malaysia. so she's Sylvia. naturalized. Oh, 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 yeah, okay, Chani okay. is Malaysian. Yeah, so she's naturalized Singaporean, right? So it's like, hey, Malaysia can take back this or not. Okay, but let me uh, pause it to you guys. So, if Malaysia take back Super Chan, Singapore has to take back Amos E. <laughs> Which one will you choose? <laughs> I think I'll keep Sylvia. I mean, as bad as Sylvia is. She's a mama son and all that. But at least she's not a child with a lot. That's my I would choice. Say, I would say Malaysia take her back because uh, we are ha- we were probably going to take back Amos E anyways. <laughs> 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 so there's no point in your... <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Hypothetical- Hang on. If, if let's say hypothetically, right, Jerry's scenario works out and if we keep Sylvia, we don't, we don't take back Amos. Let's, let's do yeah, that. Hypothetically, hypothetically. Yeah, 
I'm thinking about like potential for entertainment, and I think like Amos E will have a lot more potential for entertainment. So I'm gonna I, go I, with Amos E. I agree anyways. with you 100%, but to keep him locked up forever is also not humane, NG. <laughs> he's not gonna be locked up forever, dude. Like, they're gonna, he's gonna sit out his sentence, and then he'll be released again to wreak havoc on the rest of the world, or then rest would, of Singapore. Would you, would you feel good if he actually went and molested the kid? Okay, well, yeah, that's a moral quandary. Yeah, I'm battling with it versus my need for I, entertainment. Look, I, I get you on the entertainment part. I, I was very, very close, right, to saying, fuck it, we need, we need content for LKK, but at the same time, I cannot, I cannot leave, leave myself down with. Yeah, you know, so we have to. The LKK, See, then I bet he diddles a kid. I'm... But like, you know, it's like, we discussed Amos E before, and I said that I really don't believe that he is a pedophile. Like, for real whales. <laughs> eh, well... Like, I feel like... Remains to be seen. Remains to be seen. Yeah, we don't know. So, I don't know. Yeah. Did I already answer? I, I did, right? Yeah. yeah. Okay, so you you take Amos E back, okay? I think for so. The lo- for the laws, okay, then what? Yes. So this this hypothetical um, I'm very biased towards me because every morning I wake up, I wake up and before I even like brush my teeth or everything, I go into my phone and I type Amos E two zero two one just to see what shit he's up to. Yeah, because I think his potential for entertainment is so tremendous that I I just need to know what he's doing. <laughs> so it's a definite definite. I want Amos E back in, and if he does indeed come back to Singapore, I I think. I think, I think all kids should just beware uh, and and just be careful uh. Yeah, I mean it's very difficult to miss, you know. Yeah, the onus is on you to protect yourself uh. Yeah. Stranger danger. Just, I don't care. Basically, just like you know. Well, I'll remember that quote. Uh. I'll remember that quote for from you uh. <laughs> yeah, oh, this this only when Amos is considered. Videos, uh. What the yeah. fuck? Fuck off. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I think I'll keep Sylvia. <laughs> I think I'll keep Sylvia. We are tight. Okay. Yeah, but I, I, I was close. I was close to taking back Amos for the laws as well. <laughs> I mean, he, I mean, that's all he's good at, right? Like for the laws. I, I thought that um the Charles Yeo guy, the Chen He Titong guy, was gonna be a source of laws for me, but he's turned out to be really tedious now. So that's very sad. Oh. Is he? Is he still doing really? shit? Is he still doing shit? What's he doing Dude, now? Like, like on his. IG right, he basically just updates people about like his ga- the games that he plays, like then screenshots of him talking to his girlfriend, and then like basically just exhibiting really weird shit about like how he's against the state and he has to like uphold the the honor of like JBJ whatever. I mean, it was entertaining at first, but not anymore. Oh. It sounds it sounds extremely lovey dovey and. Not not unbecoming of politicians. Okay, fantastic. Uh, yeah, it's just very cringe-inducing sometimes. Alright, and with that, that shall be the end of today's episode. Please like, share, comment, subscribe. Thank you all for listening. Join the Discord, it's pure madness. You can get an invite via Instagram or Facebook. And we shall see you next time. Goodbye! Bye! Bye. Bye.